You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 386 of Podcateers. This week we update you on how Teamboat Willie did for Walk for Hope. And spoiler alert, we're really happy about how it turned out. We talk about the Lightyear and Book of Boba Fett trailers. Disneyland has new ambassadors. And we fill you in on more stuff happening as the blue carpet is rolled out to celebrate Disney Plus Day. Remember that you can join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. But we'd like to invite you to join our growing community over on Discord. You can find an invite to join in the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 386. Before we get into the episode, we have to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content like the Podcateers after show, and access to our monthly happy hour calls, just to name a few. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So I think it's time to get this episode started. If you've just started listening to us, welcome. Thanks for taking the time to hang with us. We hope that you enjoy your time with us and that you come back for more. And for all of you that have been hanging with us for a while now, what's up? We hope you know that we appreciate you and the time that you spend with us. And now it's time. So here we go. This is episode 386 of Podcateers. That's right. In deep boom shakalaka. Every time I hear boom shakalaka, I think of um, the Muppets Treasure Island. I don't know if anybody else does, but that's. Oh, well, there you go. There's a Ties whole, there's a whole song that's called boom shakalaka, laka, boom shakalaka. <laughs> no? Okay. No. No. Just, that's good. Just me. Everybody should watch Muppet Treasure Island. It's a great film. I always think of NBA Jam. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, <in>, I'm not <laughs> into one. the sports. Into the sports. But <laughs> I know. That in the game, when you're playing, when you're on fire, you hear the announcers in the background just boom shakalaka. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's that's in the cool. game. It is oh, in the game. It's in the nice. EA Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Oh, no way. <laughs> Wait, is EA Sports even a thing still? They gotta be. They make all the. They make all well, the Madden. Big, yeah, yeah, they I make all the Madden. big sports. Yeah, they still make sad. Madden games. Oh yeah. I don't think, I'm sure kids don't even know who John Madden is. (laughs) Here's a guy, here's a guy who likes to talk about not video games, who's on a video game. (laughs) Wham! Out of nowhere. Boom! Okay, look, I had to look it up. I went to the e.com slash sports. Madden 22 is a thing. It is. It's a real thing. Along with FIFA 22, FIFA. Also... Also, Nihil, 22, mm-hmm. Ufk, 4, Paga Tour, I think mm-hmm. that's golf, uh, Phi, 2021, and then uh, old versions of the other ones I stated. So, oh. looks like this guy's got a stick, and he's hitting a little 
black round thing. That sounds These like guys violence. look like they're about to smack <laughs> each other's face off. This looks like a golf thing. I like Mario Golf. That's easy. <laughs> I like Wii uh, Golf. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Nintendo. Mario Golf on the Switch might be like the evolution of that. I, yeah, I love maybe. the Wii games, man. Wii Sports was the jam. Yeah, I yeah. got pretty good at Wii Bowling. I have to toot yes. my own horn. I got pretty good at Wii Bowling. I you used know, to love throwing the ball backwards and I let them go, oh! <laughs> or like when you would hit the golf ball and I go, oh! Yeah. oh. <laughs> and then you felt like the worst golfer in eSports ever. I need to put some of those Wii sound effects in my little soundboard you for yeah. the show. Those you were should. iconic. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I always think of that little da 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 like oh, music. Yeah. The opening so, screen. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Some people, when they get riled up, they hear the ESPN theme song. They hear like <laughs> these like fight songs. I hear Wii Sports in my head. <laughs> yeah. That's how hardcore I am. <laughs> That's a pump up jam for sure. I just got the merry go round broke down. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> if you know the merry-go-round broke down. I was going to be all my references nobody's going to know oh jeez that's the song well, that Roger Rabbit sings to and he's breaking the plates on his head in Who Framed Roger yes nice. anyway I'm glad you explained that well either way whether you knew it was from Roger Rabbit or whether you just thought of merry-go-rounds in general and thought of yeah. King Arthur's carousel or any like maybe you thought of Triton's carousel, even though you it's mean less... you mean Jesse's Jesse. carousel. Oh, that's right. Thank yeah, you very much. much. You know that's how long it's been since I've been to California Adventure. Wow! Wow! Oof. Wow! So wow. back. So look, we're walking through Pixar Pier, right? Or what is it? Uh, what was it called before? Paradise Pier. Paradise, Paradise Jesus. Pier. You know what? That's this is no back. longer a Disney podcast. This is Hazen forgetting everything he knows podcast. Yesterland podcast. Back in, <laughs> back in my day, it was Paradise Pier, and we had the Sun Wheel, and we had uh, the Orange Stingers. The and, Beach Boys <laughs> playing in the back. And the Malaboomer. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, back in my day, it was a parking lot. <laughs> that's true very true i love that a lot man yeah it's um it's been a a good week uh full of playing video games not a lot of work has gotten done because uh all you know that uh, several months ago we became addicted to animal crossing because you know the pandemic and all kept us inside of our homes and you know, it gave us an outlet running around outside and everything. It was like the perfect marriage for a lot of people to feel like they were doing something in the world. And so the world was obsessed with Animal Crossing. We ended up getting it way later than most people. But then we finally played and we got addicted. And so I ported, you know, like 600 hours into my island. Um, and, you know, it's it's okay. I mean, it's not great. But... But this week they released an update, and in that update, there was a carousel, there was a Ferris wheel, there was an entrance that looks almost identical to the Pixar Pier entrance. You know how the big archway thing that they have with the little Luxo lamp and everything? Mm -hmm. It looks almost identical to that. And so I decided that I had to set up a portion of my island to be a little boardwalk area theme parky if you will wow there aren't Super a lot customized. look i mean there aren't a lot of things that 
can give you that theme park feel. There's tons of islands that people designed that were inspired by Main Street. They were inspired by Adventureland. And uh, you know what? That would that would be a fun series. I think I've seen videos of people going to people's islands and just kind of reviewing them. I think we talked about doing something like that before. Uh, we should like review people's islands now that we're playing more. Anyway, mm. side note. I'm like veering off here. So, yeah. As I start so, staring off into space because I don't know anything about Animal Crossing, but that's okay. <laughs> no, but <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be okay. fun because it'll be a very subjective view of how people create designs. Because, look, when you're in the thick of it, you kind of see things differently. Like, you, you see what the limitations of the game are and you kind of see what you can and can't do. But coming into it blind not really playing it then you can really give it a yes or no this made me feel like i was on main street you know if it gets an andrew seal of approval we're good <laughs> yeah <laughs> i you know what i think that's that sounds pretty fun so we'll set something up we'll try to figure out how to do that and then we'll get that up uh we might do it for after show but i think it just might be fun to do it for the youtube channel yeah let's do that We'll figure it out. We'll put it up on the YouTube channel. Send in your islands. <laughs> yeah, if you have <laughs> any Yeah, no, crazy. for real. So there's yeah, a dream code. Your islands. I mean, I, you're joking, but there is something called a dream code in the game where if you want to share your island but don't want people destroying it, you send them this dream code. People can tour your island without really doing anything bad to it. So if you have a Disney-inspired island, send us your dream code. We will tour your island and let us know if you're okay with us kind of recording what we see and what we do and talking about it and you'll appear on one of our ch on on one of our videos on the YouTube channel. It'll be fun. I like it. Cool. I'm for it. I like uh, it. so yeah, so now I have a little theme park area inside of Animal Crossing as you might be able to tell Mel is not here today because Mel decided she wanted to play Animal Crossing because that's how <laughs> oh, important no, the 2.0 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She actually had something <laughs> important to take care of so she couldn't join us today. But I want to play Animal Crossing because I'm building out this island. There's all sorts of cool things that you can do on it now. And I've had the conversation with other people about how it's a waste of time and how kids playing is a waste of time. And, dude, I said it before and I will say it again. I'm sticking to it that if kids are playing this and they're learning about design and setting up like aesthetics and how to get things to look good together, this is what Imagineers do. They plan entire lands and the aesthetic of things. And if you could do that in a video game, you have a head start on what can potentially be, you know, what you do for the rest of your life. So I'm for it. I mean, if your kids dig playing Animal Crossing, let them play. Let them play. Yeah, imagination for sure. Right? So there was tons of stuff that we didn't get a chance to talk about last week that we wanted to talk about this week. But I wanted to give you all a quick update on Team Boat Willie. We are so happy, so psyched because we had a $1,000 goal. As of this recording, we raised $1,165. Uh, you know, if you've ever seen anyone suffering from cancer or you have gone through it, it's it sucks. It's just a horrible experience. And, you know, like we've said in the past, we're not doctors, we're not the scientists, but look, we can help raise money to help those people do the job and finally eradicate cancer and make it a much happier world. So we're very happy because 
if you've been following along, that $1,165 was actually matched by one of the corporate sponsors of the event. So it it's like it was double that amount. So it was effectively just over $2,200 that were donated, you know, as part of this. So R1165 plus the match. We're super psyched about it. Thank you to everyone that purchased anything from Mel, anyone that was uh, engaged with buying things from people that were helping to support us, anyone that bought the Team Boat Willy pins. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, if you remember, we made only a hundred, and so of those hundred, the idea is that we were going to use them for fundraising. They were a special limited edition gold version of the Team Boat Willy logo. Once those are gone, we're never going to make them again. We're going to go back to making a silver version of the Team Boat Willie pin. And we have just a little over half left. Uh, the pins will remain on the website. You're welcome to purchase one. But the next time we will be donating a portion of the proceeds of those pins will probably be for the next event that we uh, raise money for. I'm not sure what that's going to be yet. Uh, it might be the chalk walk depending on the timeline uh, it might be something else keep your eyes and ears open if you're not following podcateers or team boat Willie on instagram make sure that you're following us because we'll be posting information on what we'll be raising money for next and any other cherry efforts that we have whether it's you know canned food collections whether it's uh, what we did with the food bank last year when cast members were in need i don't know we'll see what we do next but again instagram is going to be the best way to keep up with what we're doing uh podcateers and team boat willie you can follow both of those again thank you so much to everyone that helped us raise money to everyone that contributed i i'm just touched by the fact that we raised over a thousand dollars uh, because, you know, your generosity is going to is go towards helping a lot of people. I was watching the video of the event since it was virtual. They had like videos and stuff like that. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, I will post a copy of the video on the Podcateers website. So podcateers.com slash 386 is where you want to go. They were aiming to raise $2 million and they raised $2.2 million. Wow. Imagine $2.2 million to help fight cancer. That's, That's I mean, great. that is life-changing money right there, you know, and the lives that it's going to save is worth it. Anyway, uh, again, keep an eye out. Team Boat Willie Pins uh, will remain on the Podcateers website. And again, thank you so much to everyone that helped contribute to that. Um, let's see. Oh, let's talk trailers for a second because we didn't get a chance to talk about these last week. And I'm pretty psyched because we finally got a glimpse at the book of Boba Fett. Now, I'm I'm obviously not the biggest Star Wars fan in the group, but I will say that I was pretty darn psyched watching this trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh it's cool looking. I'm excited. It's like Mandalorian season yeah. two and a half. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Not yeah. Really. I, I think for me, I am. I was trying to compare it to, like you said, Andrew, the Mandalorian. And I remember when the Mandalorian's trailer came out, I really, I mean, I thought it was cool because uh, it's something I, well, had no clue to take where it was coming from. And I feel like I'm in the same place where I know the characters of Boba Fett, right? And I know the introduction now of, well, 
uh, the character that goes with Boba Fett for this story. But I'm still in that, like, what are we about to see? Because it's, like, something I'd, I'm not 100% aware of when the timeline of Jabba the Hutt left this area of where Boba Fett was being the bounty hunter. And you're getting, like, these kind of, like, the Star Wars movies, a lot of them are about tension and the land that they're on and kind of negotiations of people's peace, right? So I'm wondering how that's going to interplay, intertwine, really, with this and I feel like if you were to ask me just right off the bat, I feel like we're starting to see some comparisons of like Marvel. We're going to start seeing crossover stories. And this is where they're going to really start doing that because now we do know that they're doing a second season of The Mandalorian. So they've got to find a way to keep that kind of like work it intertwines, I think. And I'm not saying like they're going to be exactly in the same period or like the same places, but I feel like we're going to get some crossover here and it's going to keep people like soaked into the story i mean you don't need a lot more selling than just boba fett honestly that was like a cool unveiling in the mandalorian to have that character brought back but for story premises just people to watch a series i think we're about to see some real cool stuff yeah and the set design once again looks pretty good which i'm super excited about yeah uh i mean i was looking into the timeline a little bit to try to figure out like where it fits in and as far as I can tell, this is taking place just about four years after uh, Return of the Jedi, which which is putting it almost a decade after A New Hope, if you're kind of trying to set it in the timeline, right? Because I think uh, Return of the Jedi is about four, almost five years after New Hope. So uh, it, it makes sense timeline-wise. It's just right after The Mandalorian, so not a lot of time has passed and we kind of see that at the end of The Mandalorian as well. Uh, I I mean, I like the fact that I, I don't... So this is where it gets difficult for me, right? Because not being this huge Star Wars fan, I don't know what's been revealed, what hasn't. I know what I've read and what I've researched when we've done previous Star Wars episodes. And I know that Boba Fett kind of got done dirty, ultimately i think made him look kind of like a chump at some point and i think this is almost the redeeming quality that people were looking for to make boba fett the actual warrior he was meant to be i mean I, i don't know if i'm spoiling anything as far as what's revealed in the mandalorian and what's not and what we see you know and how he takes his helmet off and everything but it's been long enough it's right been, it's yeah okay been long good. enough all right good i don't feel so bad now Should don't feel bad out. um <laughs> but yeah i mean it's you're right larry i think what they're doing you know with book of boba fett with the mandalorian so because we have season three coming it ties into two and there's the ahsoka series that's coming I think you're yep. right, dude. I think they're really trying to create this MCU like which already kind of existed, right? Hmm. Except that when it came to Star Wars, only the trilogies, like the sets of the trilogies were kind of considered canon and then like Rogue One and like these other like films that Disney recently created and there was all this other universe that people had created with these amazing storylines, the books that came out. Uh, and now a lot of the books and stories that people once considered canon, Disney said, yeah, no, it's not canon at all. 
So now mm-hmm. all of those stories are considered uh, what's part of the Star Wars Legacy Collection. And it's like a whole other set of stories that's kind of like, you know, like if you want to read them, this is what people came up with before. But what they're doing, you're right, with all of these shows that they're setting up, they are essentially creating their own bubble of the Star Wars universe. For sure. Yeah, that's where I'm – and I like the – I just want to mention too uh, that I – I mean, I really like the director that they've chosen – to be a part of, I don't know if it was chosen or if it was like something when they were doing, cause this Robert Rodriguez was a part of several episodes with John Favreau for doing the Mandalorian, which you're absolutely right. Sorry about that guys. Seasons one and two, two more specifically speaking. And I liked the episodes that Robert Rodriguez was on. So I feel like I'm not saying that it was a great team. You're talking about Bruce Dallas Howard and Bryce Dallas Holler, excuse me, and David Fillion. <laughs> That's a whole different person. Sorry. But the thing was that Robert Rodriguez's depictions of like when he did his spin on some of the stories, I was always like wanting more. So for me specifically, I'm like, yeah, let's do this and let's see what he's going to. I feel like that Western vibe came a lot from him where like the showdowns and the fight scenes and stuff. And that's perfect for Boba Fett because he's known as this like ruthless bounty hunter. I know he's been done dirty, but he does people dirty too. That's the kind of one leading to like these negotiations of peace and whatnot. Like there's going to be things in this where I don't know. You're going to, it's going to be a tear. I think where you're like, it's not going to be like Mandalorian where you really were pulling for Mandalorian. I feel like in Boba Fett's story, we're going to be in this, just me coming out of nowhere of opinion. You're going to have a hate and love relationship with the, book of boba fett that's what i feel like yeah and you know it it's funny that you know he's involved in how you're describing him you know the bounty hunter the killer because i i mean i like them i don't know how well received they are but robert rodriguez was responsible for el mariachi desperado um what was the other one once upon a time in mexico like was the trilogy like right these are like that's what they are right exactly and they fit Mm -hmm. so well they remind me so much of those movies and the style that they're filmed in like the cinematography is just so well done and i think we made that that comparison before right that uh, the mandalorian Mm -hmm. is just kind of like a futuristic tech western and why it fits so well and why things like the mandalorian theme or even the avengers theme you know they're all the same thing. They're all the same style. They're just different characters in different scenarios. But yeah, Robert Rodriguez, like that trilogy, I don't know how well received it is. I, You guys know I'm not like a big movie buff or anything. And so a lot of my movie choices don't tend to be the most popular at times uh, because mm-hmm. I'm not at the movies as frequently as other people are. But I like that trilogy. I thought it was really well done. I thought the movies were were really good. Um, Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek did a really, really good job in those. So, yeah, I mean, the comparison is there. Um, I, I dig it. I, I think you're right. I think the selection of Robert Rodriguez in these was essential in continuing that style that they've been trying oh, to yeah. portray. Right. Boba Fett, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the book of Boba Fett is going to be released December 29th, 2021 on Disney plus you can ring in the new year binging the book of Boba Fett. If you, if you so wish to do so on Disney plus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of trailers, 
Let's talk about Lightyear for a second. Yeah, this is a good one. I want to say that on our Instagram, we posted the trailer for uh, for Lightyear. And one of the comments that was on there was from Disney Dopey that says, the movie we never expected but needed. <laughs> wow, that's good. Yo, that's true. We've gone back and forth on this, you know, plenty of times on and off the podcast. I Look, when the trilogy for Toy Story ended, perfect trilogy in many ways, were there things that we could have done without? Of course there were. But the end, I mean, even Toy Story 2, like the end of Toy Story 2, that's it. You're done. It was great. But then we got three and that was fantastic. Then we got four and we thought, okay, now you're you're pushing it now. But this movie, like, would you ever think that the universe that Toy Story has created has gotten so meta, okay, that they're giving you the backstory of the guy that inspired the toy in the Toy Story franchise. Well, they got to do something, right? They need a there <laughs> the Toy Story brand is such a such a well-known and big, you know, juggernaut of a franchise. So they they got to milk this for for whatever they can. And so I I mean, yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but I was expecting them to do something with Toy Story, whether it be, you know, a Woody's Roundup something or uh who knows what but yeah this is a interesting way to go that's a great comparison that you just used right there andrew the the woody's roundup because a lot of people were like well you know i'll i want us to come back around to my other view of this trailer which i want to pose the question to you guys too and the listeners but for the first part if you're for hazen when i'm on the part of just seeing the trailer the music and what when I found out what the story was that Woody's roundup, now we're getting a backstory to buzz. I mean, that's really not the toy, right? But buzz the inspiration for why alone, he's just a cool toy, right? Yeah. Why is he such a cool toy? What is it that made him a cool toy? And you're getting now these almost, I know it's Pixar, but you're getting these human elements to a toy. And it's funny because Woody's thing is always like, you are just a toy, right? But this toy was inspired by something now. We're about to find out, which is really cool because the time, if you think about right now, if you're thinking, we talk about meta and, and that feeling, Hazen, is that space, all of a sudden the space race for some reason in just our world is becoming a bigger deal again with you know Tesla and SpaceX, Amazon, and who cares about Jeff Bezos thing, whatever that is. But <laughs> NASA became a thing again. You know, like this space run is it's hot. It's hot again. So that's a thing. But I do have other views on it, but I want to hear more about your take, Hazen. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think that because the space race is such a big thing right now, this film, I think, is coming at a really great time, right? But I also feel that this film, I mean, the visual elements in the trailer that we're seeing are amazing, you know, like I already know right. that Pixar is going to produce some of the most top-notch visuals in the film industry. But the way that they pushed the human characters in this film was done in such a way that they don't seem like the Toy Story toys or characters and they're not they're not pushing the human realm enough 
that it makes you uncomfortable. Like there's certain aspects of their visuals, their facial features that are very exaggerated. They're very toy-like. They're very cartoony. But the way that they're animating it is something that Pixar could not have done five or ten years ago. You know, when they first started, like, when they were really pushing these films. Like, Renderman and Presto and all of the tools that Pixar have created in order to animate these films have come so far. This is this is beyond animation, right? This is magic. It's visual magic from scientists and engineers and mathematicians that have the artistic ability to bring you this. And I'm for it. I am so for this. It looks amazing, and the story looks really fun. Yeah, it's got some interesting things, too. So apparently in the world of Toy Story, we've gone and circled the sun in a spacecraft, and there's aliens, which is kind of interesting. There's a lot more um, Star Wars-y stuff, it looks like, in this movie. Sci-fi. Which is like interesting, because at first we were led to believe, kind of like, oh, this is the the story of the guy that inspired the toy. So you think it's going to be like, okay, it's kind of like a Buzz Aldrin kind of guy. He goes into space and he walks on the moon and we kind of just made a toy about that. But no, he fights aliens and has like a robot cat and um, flies around the sun and goes back in time or like travels through time. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in this trailer that's uh, quite interesting to see. Like it's just so many little bits of stuff that who knows what's going to happen, like what the outcome's going to be. And also we get to see Buzz Lightyear with hair, which is kind of uh, yeah unsettling. I don't I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a look. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not, I don't know. I well, don't some know. Some of the just... memes were like going around. <clears throat> people were like, it was interesting because people thought were like, uh, like he becomes this more, uh, like iconic thing. Like I saw a meme where Jesse, they showed like Buzz and Jesse in like one of the older scenes, and then they showed a picture of you know the new, you know Buzz mm-hmm. that you're seeing here in the Lightyear trailer, and then like Jesse flipping like, oh man, like checking out that Buzz Lightyear more than <laughs> the toy <laughs> Buzz Lightyear, right? Because he's like this, looks like this astronaut, real cool, like you're saying. And to circle back, I, I think you've nailed it too, Hayes and Andrew, on this part of. It's pushing the sci-fi realm, which you're both for leading into. And this director, Angus Angus McLean, uh, his, he's connected to Finding Dory, Toy Story of Terror, Toy Story Toon, Small Fry, Burn E. Some of the shorts and movies that Pixar has done in that same realm. So that he's definitely a part of the alumni of these Pixar directors, screenwriters, animation department, right? My thing, what I was bringing up is... When I watched this trailer with my wife the first time, who had no idea about anything, the first thing she said is, what are we watching? Like, what is this? Like, that's the thing where I'm worried about. So I guess where I was going the other part to emphasize on is, are we tapping into something now where, like you said, they're in the beginning, like you said, Hazen, they're got to keep it alive. You know, the Toy Story story, right? Of just finding a way to keep it alive. But are we starting to hit a point of an element where we're getting the Disney adults involved, right? Because this feels very adult sci-fi-like that, that they would love. And what about what Pixar was built on was a lot of the animation for the children when we were young, which was like Toy Story, Finding Nemo, 
these really iconic characters that you saw at Pixar Pier to this day um, that were just you connected with even as you got older. And I feel like just to give a couple examples, I mean, we didn't get a lot about Soul. We definitely didn't get a lot about Onward. You know, these were like a. It feels like the animators and directors at Pixar are getting older, right? And they're telling stories that are based from a view of that. And sometimes I get worried they're disconnecting from their key audience, which is the child, right? The kids that want to see these stories too. I just don't know how much this is going to bond with a kid. Because I could tell you what, when we watched Soul and Onward, it was like, there was things there where I related with and I liked, but I just didn't see any characters there for the kids to be like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You got to thread that needle of, of making it, you, you know, you have your, your millennials who's, who've grown up with all these characters and you want to do service to them. Right. Um, but then you have the traditional, you know, children audience i mean this might be a movie for older kids like not every movie has to be for you know five and up or whatever but you know what we don't know because we got two minutes but (laughs) um there could be a lot of stuff in there but it does seem like it's uh you know avengers light or something like it's it's pretty like intense it's you know for uh for a pixar movie so yeah yeah you you made a lot of the points that i was going to talk about andrew i completely agree with you I think this is a segment of, look, you're right. Pixar is always going to make films that, you know, are very family oriented, right? That's their bread and butter. That's where they became famous. However, again, the advancements that they've made technologically are allowing them to escape from that and create something that's going to be for a teen demographic, if not young adult demographic, that wasn't there before. And considering that films about superheroes are dominating right now, and they have been for the last decade, we've seen it with what happened with the Infinity Saga. Why wouldn't Pixar want to get in on this action? Now, we are getting Turning Red. Turning Red is, uh, I think, a year or two away from now, or it's... 2022 right it's next year that turning red is releasing that's like that big red panda yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. um i don't remember when (laughs) it's releasing (laughs) but that one is more more child oriented it is more of the the pixar film that you're used sorry march of march of next year okay yeah so spring of next year and then shortly (laughs) after we're kicking off the summer season with light year right and then they have another film that we don't have a lot of information about that they're currently working on so what is it going to be i don't know what i do know is that we may begin to see a little bit more of an adult inclination coming from pixar because these are animators that are are being allowed to express themselves in ways that they couldn't before and we've seen this a lot with the spark shorts on disney plus We've seen a lot of experimental things that weren't there before. And as Disney animation and Pixar begin to merge into one entity more and more, I think we're going to begin to see more of a melding of Disney animation will take care of the the child-like films. And Pixar will begin to push the boundaries a little bit more Mm. with some of the animation and some of the stories that they're able to tell because they're also... I mean, you have to realize that a lot of the the technology that Pixar has created for themselves, 
they also kind of lease out and they sell to other companies and other elements of the the movie industry. So they're making money off of leasing their software and leasing their technology. So the more they can push it and the more they can demonstrate, look, you can make these films that look super realistic. They're going to keep doing it. But I really think there's going to be a divide where Disney animation is going to take care of the more childlike films and Pixar will begin to experiment a little bit more with pushing those boundaries. And yeah, we're going to get sprinkled in some of those elements that we're really familiar with. But like, I don't think this is the last of this style film that we're going to see from Pixar. Definitely. I It's it's a long time coming. Like you said, the technology's there. I mean, just, just look at like, look at the original Toy Story. I mean, it's been, you know, almost what, 30 years since the original Toy Story, just about. And, you know, from there to now, it's, it's a huge leap. I mean, I'm looking at some of the stills from Lightyear and there's, there's one where it's, it's, you see a little bit of Buzz's head and eyes, and then it's a robot and some ground and stuff and it's all photorealistic everything and then you have buzz who just looks out of place because he's got a big eyes and stuff so it's it's definitely the technology is there they could just render act you know people that look like people and nobody would know you know it'd just be look like an avengers movie or whatever where they render everything yeah so it's definitely there you know 20 years ago, um, when I was studying 3D animation, there was a lot of films and a lot of animated pieces that inspired me to want to work for Pixar. You know, that's why I went into 3D animation. That's why I went into motion graphics and all that stuff. And 20 years ago, there was a film called Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. It was an animated feature, uh, and it took, I don't know, about four years to complete i don't know what the render time on that was but i think it took like almost a thousand computers to render out that film it was super realistic it looked amazing but it was super complicated to make you know and now you look at something like toy story 4 and it takes like 60 hours to render the whole thing, you know, and it was longer. Crazy. Why? Because technology has brought us super far from where it was. And I think Final Fantasy was one of those films that inspired a generation of filmmakers and animators and digital artists, right? I think it was super realistic and it did what a lot of other things couldn't do. Films like The Matrix, you know, I think also did the same thing for a lot of filmmakers. And I think Lightyear has the potential of creating that line in the sand where people can say like this is attainable like i can be an animator too like it's this really well balanced visually pleasing film with i mean hopefully a great story it's a pixar story so you know that there was a lot of thought that went into the story process on this one and that marriage, I think, is really going to inspire a new generation of animators and filmmakers. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a uh, it's exciting to see just all this stuff come to life. So um, it's exciting to see what can happen. Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen the trailer for uh, Book of Boba Fett or for Lightyear, we'll put them in the blog post for the episode. Podcasters.com/slash three eighty six. If you want to watch them. 
Uh, they're great trailers. I can't wait till they come out. Lightyear especially, I'm really excited about. Uh, still learning more about Star Wars every day that I can. And I'm excited about Book of Boba Fett. I, I like where they're taking it. I like the story. And uh, I, I think it's going to feed really nicely into uh, Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Like you said, Larry, building out that MCU-like Star Wars universe that kind of already existed. But then Disney was like, nah, we didn't make it. So we're not going to let it exist. We're going to make our own. I well, it's like they Disney it's Plus. like they started with I need more. It's right? like they started with the Avengers, and then they have to build backwards out to do everybody's origin story. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Good way to look at it. Yeah, we didn't. You know, yeah, they started with. Yeah, anyway, I said it already. <laughs> that's awesome. Start Infinity War, go backwards. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Well, before we move on to a couple of other things, I want to remind you that this episode of Pocketeers is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes possible. Uh, if you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, a little explanation about the FGP Squad is all about. But being a part of the FGP Squad isn't just a name thing. You also get some perks to go along with it. You get discounts on Podcateers gear, early access to new things that we put out, uh, Podcateers after show, additional content on Patreon, access to our monthly happy hour calls where we hang out, play games, just, you know, talk and just hang out with each other. Uh, so if that sounds you know, like something that you'd be interested in, podcateers.com slash FGP is where you want to go for more information. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. And a quick reminder that if you haven't had an opportunity to see it, the latest after show is up on Patreon. Uh, it is also, there is a link in the Discord server. Uh, oh, that was one thing I didn't mention. We also have a private channel on our Discord server for the FGP squad. And uh, the link is there as well. So, um, yeah, if you have any questions about being a part of the FGP squad, make sure to send us a message. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. And I just want to put a qu uh, quick shout out. Thank you to everybody that listened to the premiere episode of Quizneyland. Oh, so yes. that came out and I had some good reception. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, if you haven't, go ahead and check it out. It's in the Podcateers feed. Uh, first episode, they're real short, less than 10 minutes, and you get some fun, cool, fun stuff. Yay! I'm so happy. Yeah. That was so actually cool. a preview that the FGP squad got early uh, yeah. before Quizneyland launched, so that was super cool. It was up on Patreon before it was on the feed. Dude, I'm so happy for Quizneyland. I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of the work that you put into it. I love it, and I just can't wait for more episodes. I... There, there's a part of me that when we discussed what your release schedule was going to be that thought, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, every two weeks is awesome, but like you have such a passion for it and it's <laughs> so fun that me personally, I'm glad that I have access to the episodes because, you know, I'm scheduling them and everything, but man, mm -hmm. I just can't wait for everybody to hear them every time that I go through them because they're just so good. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if if it takes off, if everybody really likes it, you know, we can we can reevaluate that schedule. We can go weekly in the future. We'll we'll see how what the world you know what the road takes us. You know, I'm I'm open to it. So let's see how these first couple come out. I mean, so far the reception's been great. So um, everybody, listen. You know, follow on Instagram. That's how I you know mostly been interacting with people is on the Quizneyland Instagram. Um. Yeah, I mean, on Discord too, on the Podcasters Discord, we may have to make a Quizneyland channel on there or something. We should. You know yeah. what? I'm gonna do that this week. I will create a Quizneyland channel so that we can discuss facts on that section. Perfect. So yeah, either Podcasters Discord uh, or Instagram at Love Quizneyland. It. I have. I've got uh, Twitter as well but i don't use it <laughs> instagram's <laughs> instagram's where it's at right now um it. so yeah th- thanks everybody for listening and then we can move on to the other stuff to talk about awesome. <laughs> uh quick congratulations to the new disneyland ambassadors we yeah. have uh, and, and and a quick thank you also to rafa uh, baron and justin rap for their service as disneyland ambassadors uh, the Disneyland Ambassador Program started all the way back in ancient times. If you ask anyone on TikTok these days, in ancient times, with Julie Ream as the first Disneyland Ambassador. And it's gone from just one to a couple of people, sometimes three. And, you know, the Disneyland Ambassador team represents the park, represents the Disney magic, represents the cast members. And every couple of years, they cycle through them. I think the last couple of years has been have been especially difficult. So uh, I just want to say thank you. And again, a quick shout out to Rafa and Justin for the amazing job that they did, considering that during quarantine and during these really crazy 18 to 24 months that we've had, uh, they they just rocked it, man. They brought that Disney magic wherever they could. They represented you know, the brand and they represented Disney, you know, to the fullest, but their tenure has come to an end. And at a recent ceremony at Disneyland, which was held in the theater where they normally show making the magical map, by the way, uh, back at the fantasy land theater, theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a ceremony where they crowned uh, Mark King, Mark Everett King Jr. And Natalie Guzman as the two Disneyland ambassadors for the next couple of years. So congratulations to them. Uh, I'm not sure if their ceremony is available anywhere. I was watching it on, on Instagram live when it happened, but I don't, can you embed an Instagram live video? Like you, there's a, like, uh, there's like a clipped version on, uh, YouTube. Like, Oh, there is. uh, Yeah. There's like a one minute, one minute 10 version on YouTube that gives you the highlights. So at least hmm. there's something. Well, I, okay. So I'm going to try to embed the full ceremony in case anyone's curious. It was, uh, I, I want to say it was like 20, 30 minutes long. Um, I will try to embed the whole thing. If I can somehow do that from Instagram TV, but if I can't, then we'll include at least this one minute clip video from YouTube so that you get an idea. But It was a fun ceremony. They usually uh, acknowledge and uh, they honor all of the previous ambassadors and people come up and talk and they show clips of, you know, some of the things that they did during their tenure and everything. So that's pretty cool. Disneyland Ambassador, man, that is, 
I mean, short of being like an Imagineer or something, that's got to be one of the biggest honors that you can have working for the Disney company to represent the brand like that. Seems like a real cool job. Yeah, for sure. It's like, okay, for the next whatever, two years, you're just going to like hang out and just go to everything, meet all these cool people, do all this cool stuff. That's your job now for two years. Yeah. Do you remember when you became aware of the Disneyland ambassador program and like who the ambassadors were when you became aware of it? You know, I, when I was in high school, I was doing a lot of like research and stuff and I knew that the program existed, but it wasn't on my radar as much of like looking who the people were. So, I mean, I could look up and see who they were then, but it was like around 2008 or so is when I started like being aware of it. But I've, then just kept out of it the whole time like (laughs) just kind of forgot about it being a thing and then they really got big on instagram Mm -hmm. um in the recent history and so that's i started following them and seeing all their stuff and they have great stuff on instagram following them it's it's great yeah larry what about you i'm just like andrew like the social media is where that really took off for me because I had saw videos because uh, I really like in 2007 is when I started going to the park a lot and following like the social media things. And I'd saw small videos, but once like Instagram started taking over, which, you know, wasn't too far in the past. Right. That's when the ambassador program, I was like, you got to follow these accounts. And those people or excuse me, those cast members became a lot more pre- prevalent. And when I'm like, something's coming out, like it, they're like a school promotion part of disney but not just that they show like this hidden like aspiration part of it i guess that's like the top tier of making it to that point as being a cast member and it's a really cool way to spot a positive light on disney the company as if what can you aspire to be right what can you aspire to accomplish and how can you use your message in such a positive way and i'll admit another thing was like having friends that are cast members that kind of opened that window of knowing the ambassador program too and i I like for on this outside of it i think it's a really cool thing to see yeah yeah i i'm kind of like you guys i was aware of it but it wasn't something I mean, my, my Disney fandom has had some roller coaster like events to it, right? And mm-hmm. it, it became real, like in, in a horribly and wonderfully and magically weird way when I found uh, the Doom Buggies website and I kind of went down the Haunted Mansion <laughs> rabbit hole, right? <laughs> That's nice. From there, I, it kind of just branched out into like all Imagineering, all about the history, all about the Imagineers, all about Walt's history. And like it was just being bombarded by fact after fact and site after site and forum after forum and, you know, everything I could consume at the time. So... When, again, I knew about the ambassadors, but I it wasn't like a by name thing or, you know, I couldn't tell you like now everybody could tell you who Justin and Rafa were. Uh, I could tell mm-hmm. you that going forward, everybody's going to be able to tell you who Mark and, and Natalie are. But back in, in 2013, 2014 is when I really became aware of the Disney ambassadors when Megan and Sachi were the ambassadors for the park. I've told this story on the podcast before, but really, I think what solidified the ambassador program for me was uh, one, how selfless they are as cast members and you know how the Disney magic just kind of radiates 
from them as people. And uh, we were at the D23 Expo, and I remember talking to Exitensio and Alice Davis, and I was leaning over having this conversation with them, and it was like one of the most touching moments that I've ever had. And, you know, X gave me this amazing advice. Uh, I remember just walking away. I had to leave my, my stuff on the side a little bit, walk away. And the next thing I see is Megan handing me my camera and she says, you know, have have a great afternoon. You know, it was, it was great meeting because I had a chance to talk to them just before. And I was going through my photos and I saw that she took these photos of me talking to X and Alice. And oh, wow. like I what have this memory that I can vividly think of every single time now because of these photos that she took. And I didn't ask her. It, it was one of those perfect Disney magic moments that I'm always going to carry with me. At that moment is kind of when I realized, like, damn, the ambassadors really are what Disney's all about. Like, there's a reason why they carry the Disney name and why they represent it the way that they do. Yeah, it's a really special program. If you ever have an opportunity to be an ambassador, it's a super exclusive club. You know, the the parks have been around for, you know, 60 years or Disneyland has been around for, you know, about 60 years. And, you know... There's not a lot of people that can say, you know, I'm an ambassador. There's tons of people that can say I'm a cast member. There's tons of people that can say I'm an Imagineer, even though that's also a very exclusive club. But even more exclusive are the Disney ambassadors. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for them. So once again, congratulations, Mark and Natalie. Uh, We hope to have an opportunity to see you on around the parks. And if we do chalk walk or something, just so you know. Uh, at the last couple events that we've done, uh, Rafa and Justin have shouted out Team Boat Willie for us. They have given us props. So not saying that we're expecting it to happen again, <laughs> oh but oh, just want to put it out there. <laughs> you know, Mark's my kind of people, though. Mark's, I'm looking about their, their backgrounds in the company. Mark comes from stage management at California oh, Adventure, so in the theater wow. department, just like, you know, so my kind of guy right there, Mark. So Well, there you go. Next time we see them, we'll just invite them for like some ice cream or something, and we'll sit down and we'll chat with them. Yeah, perfect. Boom. Stage we'll lighting. Make it happen. Make yeah. Make it happen. Perfect. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Disney Plus Day because I know we talked about it before, but it is rapidly approaching. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Rapidly. It is blowing up, too. Right. <laughs> rapidly approaching. There's tons of stuff that, that's coming for it. And there's some new stuff that's been added that we want to talk to you about because if you haven't had the opportunity to take a look, there's a lot of good stuff coming. And if you're a collector, you might want to look into it as well. So it is happening on November 12th. It is going to be the week of the release of this episode. So if you're listening to this episode on release week, you might be able to take advantage of some of this stuff that's happening. If you listen to this episode after release week, um this is what happened we don't yeah this is what happened we can't always fit into everyone's schedule on release week and we totally understand that but uh here's some of the stuff we've talked about some of this before so i'm going to quickly recap some of the information that we've seen as part of the disney press release uh when they announced what was coming to disney plus day so 
again uh november 12th that is a friday some of the things and this is coming directly from the press release disney plus day content premieres from disney pixar marvel star wars and nat geo Disney Plus Day will feature content uh, from these marquee brands. The streaming premiere of Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, Jungle Cruise will finally be available to all subscribers. If you were waiting for that to become available, it will be happening on that day. Yes, that's me. Home Sweet (laughs) Home Alone is the Disney Plus original movie. And a reimagining of the Home Alone franchise will be coming uh, Olaf Presents is one of the things I've been most excited about because Olaf will be telling you the stories of other Disney films in only the way that Olaf can. Uh, we're going to be getting the streaming debut of Frozen Fever, uh, which is... Um, where did we get Frozen Fever? Was that on... Pa- it was... On, on, um... Oh, Cinderella, the live-action Cinderella. Oh, oh. Um, apparently, the snow geez. So we're getting Frozen Fever. Other shorts that are going to be coming to Disney Plus are going to include Feast, Paper Man, and Get a Horse. One of the coolest Mickey shorts uh, I've ever had the pleasure of watching. I love Get a Horse. Yeah. Uh, we're getting the new animated uh, short Ciao Alberto from Pixar, which of course brings back the characters from Luca. We're getting a new short from The Simpsons. Uh, I don't know what that one is called, but we're getting a new short from The Simpsons. Uh, this is probably another Maggie short, like the ones that they've been doing. Well, I don't know, because it says The Simpsons pays tributes to Disney Plus's marquee brands. So I don't know if it's going to be like, um, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a man, like a all-inclusive Disney Plus thing where they have like Jeff Goldblum and... And the Mandalorian and High School Musical, the musical, the series, or something. That's my guess. Oh, that would be so funny. Well, all I know (laughs) is that I think in one of, I don't know if this is from something else, but I think one of the concept art pieces was Homer and Goofy sitting like at a booth having a drink together or eating, like having a meal together. I don't remember if that's an older thing, but I. I kind of remember it. Uh, no, that's it's it's. I just looked it up. It's it's it says Disney plus aversary. The Simpsons in plus aversary is what the short is called. Is that is that and what it's, it's called? Plus aversary, and it's Homer <laughs> and Goofy in a like a booth, and Homer has some like popcorn, and Goofy has oh, like a soda. You're talking about Fab Five, then they're talking about Cornerstones, mm. something like that. Man, mm. interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? We are getting, oh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. The first five episodes of season two are going to be premiering on Disney plus day. Uh, so the collector himself will be coming back to tell us about how things are according to him in another universe or the multiverse, if you will, where he is Jeff Goldblum and not the collector. Uh, Uh we're going to be getting a special celebration of the origins and legacy of Star Wars, Boba Fett. It's good. I, I'm not exactly sure what that's going to be because I know that the book of Boba Fett is coming out about a month and a half later, so that's going to be interesting to see. But we're also getting the same treatment for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I'm not exactly sure if these are going to be documentaries for, for Star Wars and for Marvel, but we're getting some kind of celebration for each of those. 
And then if you're not in the U.S., you're going to be getting an original series starting Michael Keaton called Dope Stick, which I have no clue what that's about. But if you're interested, nope, you can always use a VPN in case you want to watch it. We don't have a link or anything, but, you know, we talked about it before. That's where we're going to leave that. These messages are not backed by podcasters.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's- okay, I found it. Dopestick is a Hulu original series that is going to be on Star. Oh, so we might is. get it on Hulu oh, then. Interesting. I think it, yes, it's it's already premiered on Hulu. Oh well, there you go. Oh, well, there <laughs> if you want to watch we it, forget about the did. VPN. Just go to Hulu. We just didn't know anything about it, which is why. <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> well, here's the the biggest news I think coming out for Disney Plus Day, and that is that if you wait, are... wait, 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 you're going to talk about the the Goldie thingies. No, not yet. Not yet. No, that's oh, coming. Okay. But we'll, oh, okay. we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Okay. Because there's other stuff too. I don't know what you're going. Go ahead, and then I'll I'll jump in again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, no. Wait, wait, there's wait, wait, tons wait, wait, of stuff, man. It's yeah, this yeah, 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 whole yeah. event that they're that they're gearing uh, to do. Okay. And go ahead. The other st- the stuff that I just mentioned is everything that we talked about before when they first announced Disney Plus Day. Ah. Here's all the new stuff that we know so far. And, I mean, it's developing because Andrew might tell us about more stuff. But here we go. So if you are a lapsed Disney Plus subscriber or if you're a new Disney Plus subscriber and you want to see what all the hubbub is about, but you thought $8, that's too much. I didn't get in on that D23 sweet deal that they had. I don't want to do it. Well, it's going to be $2 for your first month if you sign up uh, this weekend. And not only is it going to be $2 for your first month, and yes, then after it'll go to $8, but if you do it at a Target that has a sign-up booth for Disney+, Plus, you're going to be able to be a part of special giveaways for new subscribers that sign up in-store at Target. I don't know what Targets are going to be participating in that. Uh, I'm going to try to find the info. If I can find it, I'll put it in the blog post for the episode. I'll take a screenshot, put it on Instagram. But, yeah, Target apparently is where you will want to go if you want to qualify for some giveaways if you're a new Disney Plus customer or coming back to the service. Uh, Some of the other promotions that are going to be coming is apparently in the My Disney Experience app, they've added this whole Are You a Disney Plus subscriber portion and if you are you'll get early access to walt disney world disneyland and free photo pass downloads so you get early 30 minutes in the park along with photo pass if you're a disney plus subscriber shop disney is going to be offering free shipping in the u.s and europe between november 12th and november 14th just a few days but hey free shipping is free shipping especially with the holidays coming up disney ebooks will be discounted to just a dollar through November 17th. I don't know which ebooks these are, but this is part of the announcement. And now I want to find out which ones they are because there's a ton of Disney ebooks. So we're going to try to find a list. We'll try to link it somewhere. And if we can, we'll put it in the blog post for the episode as well. Funko is going to be offering 10% off Disney Plus products with the code Disney Plus Day, all one word, between November 8th and November 14th. So the day this episode launches all the way through the 14th, you'll be able to get 10% off Funko products. So if you want that super cool castle that looks nothing like the (laughs) Disneyland castle except painted to look like Cinderella Castle with the the other Mickey, you can get 10% off on it. 
They're going to be offering new Star Wars Funko products as well uh, through bringhomethebounty.com beginning at 6 p.m. on November 12th. Uh, AMC Theaters are going to be playing Disney movies between November 12th and November 14th for $5 per ticket. However, the catch is you're not going to know which Disney film is playing until you sit down and start watching it. It's going to be random films. If you're a Disney fan and you kind of don't care, but you want the theater experience, you want it, you know, on the cheap as well, you know, it's always great to be surprised. I always love to use those, you know, surprise me, you know, options in Netflix and these services so that you can kind of just get whatever, you know. Uh, That's going to be happening at AMC in person. Uh, There's going to be special concessions, uh, Disney Plus poster uh, that you get for free with your ticket as well. I think over 200 AMC theaters are going to be participating, so it's very likely that one in your area will be a part of this promotion. And, of course, what Andrew alluded to just a little bit ago. Wait, 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 wait. You missed some stuff. Oh, what did I miss? <laughs> um, I mean, nothing too big. You got the most of the things I was going to cover. But uh, Disney Movie Insiders, which used to be Disney movies, Movie Rewards, uh, giving away 199 points for free. <gasps> Um, Disney Music Emporium, uh, 20% off site-wide. That's a good one, by the way. Yeah, that's 20% off. is nothing to shake a stick at, yeah. that's for sure. And they're going to like the Tower of Terror up Disney Plus Blue. Oh. Uh, Walt Disney World. Um, and get Mission Breakout yeah. gets nothing? It gets treated like chopped liver? True. Yes. How 100%. dare they? Uh, that was it. Now you can go on to what I was alluding to earlier, the gold thingies. Should I be more serious about it, though? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. And now what Andrew was alluding to just a moment ago. NFTs! Dun, dun, dun. Yay! So Disney's <laughs> going to be partnering <laughs> with a company called Vive or Veve, depending on how you want to read it. I read it Veve. Well, I mean, either one works. Vive? I But I also Vive. say fungible, so that's, you well, know... You know. I'm in a world of my own over here. <laughs> Sounds like a disease. But a little right. bit, fungible. yeah, right? <laughs> I want to get that checked out. I went <laughs> to the doctor. I've got this fungible. Pretty sure they make cream for that. But if we ever sounded old, right? <laughs> <laughs> man, my fungible's really acting up with this rain that we're getting. You should see how bad it flared up last season. Yeah. Uh, so Disney is partnering with Veve or Vive to offer special NFTs of golden statues of characters uh, from kind of everywhere under the Disney umbrella. Uh, They're going to be, let me see, I had a quick list here of all the NFTs that were coming. Boom, ba-doom. Hey, R, I'll tell you because they're going on on my screen right now. Oh, nice. have uh, Homer choking Bart. Homer Simpson choking Bart and Bart's uh, skateboard. Are you little? Uh, Elsa and uh, Sorcerer Mickey's hat. Uh, Crowd favorite. Wally and the Pizza Planet truck. Um, The Avengers logo and Iron Man. Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, and everybody's favorite, you know it, you love it, the partner statue. I mean, that's an actual you know it, you love it. I don't know why I did it sarcastically. Yeah. But yeah. You know it, you love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bolt. <laughs> so uh, a lot of you might be wondering, what? 
because we mentioned NFTs and now Disney's involved and you might have heard the buzz about NFTs um, kind of all over the place right now. And the reason it's such a big thing is because they're kind of tied in to a lot of digital currency. So things like Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, any cryptocurrency really uh, is considered fungible or fungible, or <laughs> depending on uh, how, uh, how, how rashy you want it to sound. But uh, <laughs> nice. they, they are t- like assets that you can purchase. This is basically a picture, an image, something that you own, something that is um, it, it exists on a blockchain, basically. Th- I mean, this conversation gets like super deep. And I think I'm like, I think some people are interested in NFTs and others aren't like, I feel like this could be like a total after show topic where we could just get into what NFTs are, how people use them. And if you're interested, we're not going to tell you how to invest in them, but if you're interested, I guess you'll kind of figure that out from our conversation. So let's, you know, let's side line this conversation and let's do it in an after show how about that because nfts are like a beast on their own yeah i feel like andy rooney over here not knowing what nfts are so i'm gonna have to uh give us some time but there is some and then there's other people that are saying i feel like andy rooney because i don't know who the hell andy rooney is (laughs) (laughs) nice i love it Uh, you ever wonder why they made non-fungible tokens i screwed up my impression it's okay but whatever but it already sounded like it's something that he would say we're getting into the late and night time of this episode so i'm getting getting a little punchy (laughs) all right well look there's tons of stuff coming for disney plus uh the point is that there's going to be a lot of of cool things some great deals if you're interested we're not sponsored by disney plus i just want to put that out there this is just all information that we found that we want to pass on to you but yes not yet disney plus call me um but yeah i mean there's gonna be some great things shang chi obviously coming to disney plus and jungle cruise uh streaming for free if you didn't have it as part of premiere access uh is gonna be great because i know that there's a lot of people that wanted to watch it more than once that had an opportunity to see it in the theater like you did and instantly thought hey disney plus hook me up man i i went to the theater and they didn't listen to us but i think from now on they might hopefully wink wink but we'll see. Uh, either way, tons of great stuff. Some great discounts are coming. If you're near an AMC theater and you're interested in checking out the films in person, uh, you know, check it out. Call your local AMC. Again, $5 per ticket between November 12th and 14th. Random Disney movies. You're not going to know what you're watching until it begins. That's kind of cool. I like It's going to be Home on the Range. Oh, oh wow. that's going to be pull. great. That is awesome. That or Chicken Little is just going to start playing at. It's just going to be Chicken Little, Bolt, Home (laughs) on the Range. Hey, don't you you take Bolt out of that conversation, sir. What's wrong? I'm talking about good movies. What are you talking about? I like it'll be it'll be Bolt and Haunted Mansion and Chicken Little. Okay, look. Okay, now. Okay, well, I think it's time to end the episode. How about that? Pirates (laughs) of the Caribbean five and uh... I think his fungibles flaring up. (laughs) Yeah. You ruined my joke for the end of the episode, Larry. Oh, dang it. Sorry. All right. Okay. Well, I, I think that's where we're going to leave it. How about that? So, 
Uh, yeah, that's a good place to write. Again, uh, there's going to be tons of stuff. If you're interested, we'll post some of that information over on the website. Some of those videos are going to be in the blog post for the episode. Podcateers.com slash 386. Also, if you're interested in joining the conversation, you can do so on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, or we'd love it if you join us over on Discord. The invite to join us will be in the blog post or on podcateers.com. We're going to be setting up a Quizneyland section if you're interested in talking about some Woo-hoo! of the facts that you hear on the first episode now streaming. Uh, so that's going to be coming up as well. Anything else that we want to throw in there before we wrap up this episode? Damn. Enchanted's coming out on Disney Plus Day. I'm super excited about oh, that. Let's not even I mean, Enchanted the movie, it's been there before plenty, but it hadn't been added to the list of movies available, so I'm excited about that one. I know. I love Enchanted. And and I'm still a little peeved off that Carrie Underwood's song is not available on Spotify as part of the soundtrack. Oh, Do I care? Yeah. No, because I actually own this thing called the CD the of <laughs> the that soundtrack. I the, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm cool. Like, I have the song, but the fact that I can't just, like, instantly stream it through Spotify and I have to go dig out this older technology called Compact Oof. Disc. Uh, wow, is God, what a world. that's what I'm saying? Like, isn't there anything faster than a one minute microwave burrito? Come on now. Jeez. Anyway, <laughs> that's what we're gonna ask you for. Much. So, until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. See ya. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> Disney Plus Day. Get your slippers ready. Ba, ba, ba. Get your fungible checked. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fungible. I screwed it up. Well, yeah, you did it. it. Oh, oh, you did it. Hey. Part of the Podcateers Network.